Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM Alex Newell and with me for yet another exciting adventure I have... James Ross, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, Ben Meredith. And who are you all playing? Sir Bertrand McGuffingham. <laughs> Hamid. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Rackett. And Zolf Smith. Yes, so for us this is the first recording we're doing in the new year. So hello everyone, happy new year! Oh, yeah, but only, only to us, really. Only, only really nominally. Uh, because... yeah. Happy middle of the year? I don't know how much backlog we've got. So. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's broken their resolutions already. Am I right, guys? Oh. Happy 2017? Given, given when this is coming out, won't like Happy Valentine's Day be more yeah. appropriate? It's not my fault that we're so on it's it. Happy Valentine's Day, day ever out. appropriate. No. Yeah. <laughs> but look bit of admin before we start. We're going to be getting a lot more people in Rusty Quill. Basically the team is growing. We have our new podcast coming up. I know a lot of people have been asking about uh, the Magnus Archives. Just know that we're working literally flat out to get it out. It'll be out we have now. descended into the seventh level of hell. Yeah. We are in pitched battle against the demons. Soon we will be victorious and they shall release the tapes. <laughs> but anyway, that should be out. If it's not out, as I'm talking to you now, it almost certainly will be imminently. And on top of that, we're looking at growing bigger, better. So expect lots of updates and things like that. But just thanks for everyone who was with us in that sort of first six months or so. And from now on, expect bigger and better things. So, Huge thing. I don't know. Alex has promised me that before and he's disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. It was not bigger nor better. I'm it, sure I'm saying. It's cold. It's just, it's not an appropriate excuse. <laughs> the equipment doesn't work. Okay. No. Even after you spent so much money on it. <laughs> to show it a catalogue of audio parts to get it a bit more excited. Try again in 20 minutes. Carry on. So, the last thing that was happening is you were all in Dover and things were going a little bit pear-shaped as Zolf had been arrested. Yeah. Skipping ahead a lot, you managed to get unarrested by hey. buying your commission and through the efforts of a single female lawyer and a dog in a suit. <laughs> That's um, how I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Interrupted by romance novels. Oh yeah, don't forget the romance novels. <laughs> and lots of dinners, lots of soggy dinners. Lots of soggy dinners. And finally you made it to the Cult of Poseidon headquarters, well the... Temple of Poseidon. Temple of Poseidon headquarters. Poseidon That's head what office. That's we call churches. Yeah, head <laughs> God HQ. <laughs> <laughs> so you made it to God HQ. But this was obviously after the navigator yes. rocked up and was very, very unhelpful and loud and domineering. So presumably you're here to have a bit of a rap on the knuckles. 
And yes. where we left you, you were currently heading down the screaming face of Poseidon, which looks a lot like James Ross. <laughs> Had just made yourselves past some jeweled gates, stepping into darkness amid the sound of waves. So, continue on through, and there were some guards mm -hmm. which kind of waved us in, allowed so us in. you had headed through the large, elaborate gates, and stepping into the anteroom, it takes a while for your eyes, all of your eyes to adjust, and the first thing you notice is it's mostly unworked stone. It looks like natural caves and so on, and amongst the cragginess of it, whilst there is decoration and there is some gilding, ultimately they've tried very hard to keep it looking as it would naturally, as it were. Mm -hmm. So the sort of like... Exposed brickwork in a hipster bar. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that Byron and Angel that they just haven't finished and assume <laughs> that that's kind of fine in some way. It's like, <laughs> I can see the vents, come on! So there's... Can you remind us what outfit Brutal's in? Brutal point, is in point. a tasteful little sailor suit. Tasteful, yeah. That, that comes with a big asterisk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's also got a little bit of a wig like Shirley Temple uh, on the Good Ship Lollipop. So he's got, got these charming blonde, blonde ringlets and he's in his the little papoose as well. And papoose has got an anchor on so it. Does it look so. like you have a very ugly daughter just strapped yeah. to you? Looks like I've got an extremely ugly daughter strapped to me. Tiny Victorian school child. In such a position that it might, if I were not be wearing armour, be taking the nipple. That is the, that's where we are. <laughs> I, I met an actual dog last week that when you went, raw, 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 would reply, <laughs> I immediately thought of Brutal. That is, that's where we are. That's where we're at. So because Brutal is going to church, he's in his Sunday vest. And because it's a sea church, he's in his sea vest. So there we go. I have no problems with this. Yep. So stepping in, there is large flowing water running through the middle of the room. Mm -hmm. The floor is not leveled or anything like that. It is natural rock formation. The ceiling is arched and again has outcroppings and so on. As you step through, however, and you can see that there is another opening at the other end, and the other opening leads to a huge, massive cavern, and you're probably in some smaller anteroom, like I was saying. There are a few people dotted around, mostly having quiet conversations. There's the, still the sound of chanting coming up from amongst the varying caves. There are a few caves leading off from this one, and no one really pays you any heed as you step in. And looking through into the larger cavern, you can see... Amongst the far side of it and so on, there's the reflection of lots of light on water, the dappling and all that. So, what do you do? Does it sound like there is an active ceremony going on in this larger room? From your knowledge religion, which I won't even get you to roll, probably not. It, it sounds like just a background susurration. Okay. Um, well, I'm here to see the navigator. Do people like him have an office, effectively? Like a reverend would have an office in his church? Almost certainly church. you're going to just have to announce yourself to someone and then have them take it from there. Right, uh, in which case I shall wander into the large cavern and uh, survey the scene. At this point I've stopped ushering, so I'm just expecting these guys to follow on. Sure. I'm sort of gone official. Mm -hmm. So, stepping through into the large cavern, you find yourself on the side of a balcony. The only piece of workstone that is there is effectively a, a, a railing, and even then it's, it's got a certain craggy aspect to it and it is a huge, huge cavern. It looks like it's almost some kind of council chamber or something. There's lots of balconies fronting onto it, lots of torches flickering, almost certainly magical. There is what looks to be a waterfall running down through the middle of it into a large pool at the bottom. Everyone give me a perception check. Apart from Zolf, I won't require it from you. Ooh. What are the numbers? 11 minus one is 10. 10? 15. 15. I got 4, but plus 8, so 12. 12? Still better. <laughs> Bertie notices that he's indoors. <laughs> <laughs> but there are no doors. It's all very confusing. 
then we'll just leave it at the water is falling down into a large pool at the base. There appears to be a sort of semicircular um, arrangement of chairs down towards the base of the pool in a tiered aspect. So there is one chair higher than two chairs, higher than three chairs, and so on. So ah, on. Yes. And it's leading away from the pool, and the balconies are all overlooking it. For the rest of you looking around, it's clear that the chanting is coming from lots of multiple places around the cavern. I'm going to very quietly cast Detect Magic just for so I, for the next few minutes, I have. Go for it. Magic goggles so, that will make magic things glow so I can see what's magic. Obviously, like I was saying, all of the torches, magical. The water falling down to the pool, non-magical. The pool itself, magical. Um, there's nothing hugely powerful, but it is... Sort I of, have to study it to kind of get yeah, more and it just is, the barest bones. It is but, all over the place. This, yeah. is, this is a magic-rich environment, but it's not like there's one thing in there which is dazzling and it's an astonishing yeah, power. Yeah. Um, and also, ultimately, a lot of it is... From clerical schools and things like that, so you're going to be less familiar with it than you would be if it were yeah, yeah. arcane. Just mm -hmm. might be helpful. It's or detecting magic is rarely a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> especially if there's someone really magical hiding behind a wall about <laughs> to kill you. Anything you can see with your normal eyes now glows. Oh right, okay. So right. like it's an item in Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's not not as useful as you'd hope. Um, there is someone on that balcony. You see that there is a staircase leading off down. It circles around and obviously connects to multiple balconies, leads down towards the pool in the middle. And there's a guard there. He's not slovenly, but similarly, he's not wrapped into attention or anything. Let's say he is Aquan, which is oh, extremely uh, rare. And Aquan is a race that Zolf will have encountered. I don't know if the rest of you would. It would depend on your knowledges. They are a water race. They tend to spend most of their time underwater. And I like merfolk. Yeah, yeah, similar. Does he have a fishy tail? So he's got webbed feet, which are bare, uh, unshod. He's got webbed hands. Um, he has sort of the suggestion of ears, but there's not really much there. Pronounced gills on the neck. His eyelids seem to be blinking sideways rather than up down. And his mouth has little in the way of lips, but multiple extremely sharp teeth. Clearly some kind of meat eater for anyone who's never seen an aquan before. Right, uh, what rank is he, or just a guard? He appears to be a boatswain, so not particularly high rank. More than man who trudges around doing Poseidon like healing and things. So, me. He's one step above you. Which would make me a. What's just below a boatswain? Able seaman. Okay, um, uh, excuse me, boatswain. I'm here to see uh, the navigator. I was just wondering if you knew where he might be. Play well, power with me. Just steps down. You hear him sort of give a slight announcement on various balconies. It's not big and echoing, and various people part. He makes his way all the way down to the bottom of the cavern. It takes a good sort of four or five minutes for him just to get there. I There's recast the tech magic. <laughs> <laughs> There's, is there a, just a nice period of us being like, well, so, a little bit. This is, this is nice off. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty grand one. I think this is the this is the main uh, main base in the in England. Right. So they've put a lot of effort into it. I've only been here once before. Oh, um, right. When I was first ordained um, officially. Is that a pun? Uh, oh right, fish. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I was just talking about it being official. As in is that a pun? <laughs> <laughs> that time it was. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> At which point, we'll presume some kind of awkward silence to fill in some gaps. Yeah. Hamid makes several brilliant inspired fish puns. <laughs> <laughs> what, which we don't have time to cover now. No. <laughs> but they were, they were astonishing. Well, actually, actually, after a couple of minutes of that, I will turn around and go, I can remind you this is my religion, actually. <laughs> 
as funny as that might be. So cut it out, okay? I'll stop carping on about it. <laughs> we don't I want to make him feel out of place. <laughs> I know I'm not going to get anywhere with Bertie, so I'll just leave that one. <laughs> I think he's had a cup to hear with us. <laughs> what a load of cod swallop we're spouting. I think he's for eeling down about our eels are the only. Really, really. Bad that we're saying this. Zolf so, so, so will burst that laughing at that. The yeah. race from the sea <laughs> yeah. rocks up to you. <clears throat> yeah. If you will accompany me, you'll be seen immediately. Uh, yes. Did the lab. Sasha. Be seen immediately. <laughs> not now. That's my just, uh... Hamid tries really hard not to laugh. <laughs> Bryn fails not to laugh. <laughs> Yeah, the Aquan knows what's going on. <laughs> He's not very happy. Um, my colleagues, uh, does the navigator wish to see them too? They will wait here. Very good. So You're we right. won't have sight don't, of the navigator. Don't get You're in right. too much trouble. I'm fine. I'll deal with this. Just try not to get in a fight. You, you don't want backup or nothing. So I've hesitated trying to work out if that's a pun. The signs it's not. No, no, it's fine. This is just an official meeting. As a small detail, the Aquan is taller than Bertie, but incredibly slight with it. So he's capable of looming. He does so a little bit, looks at each of the party that isn't Zolf, then goes, you are accountable for them within these halls. Right, seriously, do not get into any trouble. <laughs> Please. I don't want to be arrested by these guys. As they walk off, Sasha's going to step into a shadow and wind up her explosive wrist sheets. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I think just daggers, because explosion fire doesn't seem that effective. It's just two daggers. Pokemon has taught me anything. <laughs> Dagger, it's super effective. Yeah. <laughs> against meat. Yeah. It just stabs a guy. It just stabs a guy. It was awful. <laughs> So heading down into the incredibly sombre cavern, yep. <laughs> you head down through the various layers. There are effectively a bunch of ritual passphrases and so on that the outcome keeps saying leads you down. Eventually he heads down to the pool, uh, kneels and gestures for you to step in to the pool. I will do so. Okay. At which point he immediately leaves. Is the rest of the party watching what's happening or are they more occupied with themselves? I'm watching. Bertie is usually preoccupied with himself and sees no reason to change that arrangement now. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I'm done with the daggers, I'm watching. So, um, Hamid, you'll notice uh, a brief surge in magic. As Zolf steps into the pool, the water parts away from him to the point where as he steps forward and is eventually stood beneath the waterfall, the waterfall separates into two separate ribbons on either side and the water is in a perfect sort of circle around Zolf, dry, and it's receding from him. That's cool. I'm glad I saw it. <laughs> it, looks, it looks great. I whisper under, under my breath to myself, magic. <laughs> Facing the arrayed chairs, yep. you see the navigator in the highest position with a number of um, elderly men and women of various races along the sides. There is an aquan, a halfling, there's actually an orc, and then the rest are human. And there's an, an orc or a half-orc? It is an orc, an actual orc. I mean, I'm not there, I can't see it, but it might From be From that distance, you wouldn't even be able to discern no. the race. They're all covered in ridiculous amounts of regalia, and um, the navigator sort of leans forward on his chair, and someone steps forward from behind him, whispers in his ear, and then looks down. So, Mr. Smith, we presume. Uh, yes, navigator. Do you know why you are here, Mr. Smith? 
Uh, not precisely. You are here because you are behaving like little more than a greedy merchant. You load yourself in commitments other than your church, as one would expect such a merchant to load himself with trinkets. You are in danger of capsizing yourself, Mr. Smith. I am given to understand that not only are you a representative of this church, you are a member of the meritocratic forces, a member of a band of, and I'm quoting, free traders, and run your own business. Is this or is this not correct? Uh, your information is not current, Navigator. I am no longer with uh, the free traders, as you say, and I am not uh, officially working with the meritocratic forces. I've been requested. Um, they are effectively a client to my new business, which is uh, dedicated to travelling and with the ulterior motive of delivering justice where justice needs to be dealt. I thought this was the most efficient way to uh, gain the means with which to travel widely and spread the word. You explain yourself well, Mr. Smith, but nonetheless we find that hard to believe, given the fact that the waters around you are failing to touch you. Given this, we cannot but presume that you are less than in good favour with Poseidon. In order to keep the peace with some of my new colleagues, uh, I had to release an appropriate sacrifice. And now we come to it. So often we see this, there is more to being a priest of Poseidon than sacrifice. Sacrifice of others is easier than sacrifice of the self. How often have you been putting your other commitments ahead of your commitments to your own deity? Uh. The favour of your deity is not a tool to be used. It is a boon granted to the faithful. Should you be found unfaithful, should you be found to be taking these gifts for granted, it is little surprise that you find yourself in your current predicament. Tread lightly, Mr. Smith. Uh, yes, uh, Navigator. I, I believe that what I was doing was in pursuit of uh, the church, but... We'll cut to the balcony with the rest of the party, at which point the uh, Aquan has stood at the top of the stairs, making it very clear that the rest of you are definitely not going down and proceeds to make a point of just examining each of you very, very disdainfully, given the previous comments. <laughs> just looking over the balcony. I just lean and whisper to Sa in Sasha's ear, I think we are his Elings. <laughs> <laughs> Bertie just continues, every time he thinks of a fish-based pun, which, which would qualify as a microaggression in this <laughs> context, he just blurts out with it and laughs to himself, and that's it, that's all he does. Despite the pale skin of the Aquan, nonetheless you see what could be knuckles tightening around a trident. <laughs> And then a couple of other people in the antechamber look up, give very, very. I made sure no one else frowns. could hear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bertie, this is, this is entirely no for Bertie. Care. Yeah. There's a little bit of an echo when you speak, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> inside his own head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might ask Bertie to stop <laughs> after the bit, first two or three. This is a bit of an assault on their ocean going. That was a good one. Like that. Getting into the spirit of it now. <laughs> Seriously, Bertie, be quiet. <laughs> Cut back to the um, base of it. Given the current situation, how would you remedy the situation, Mr. Smith? Uh, it depends on the context of... I, uh, I'm obviously not 
uh, educated enough to answer that question, hence I'm in this situation. Which do you believe is a more fitting tribute to a deity? The sacrifice of someone who means very little, not upon the sea, for crimes not against the people of Poseidon, or the dedication of a follower, sworn in and fulsome in its appreciation of the gifts given. Um, the, uh, the second one. Yes. <laughs> You're doing well. <laughs> now for the bonus round. Yes, I look very, very, very downcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this lesson would not pass an Ofsted check, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you can hear the, um, conversation that's happening has clearly been amplified magically, but nonetheless you can't actually see the speakers, but the navigator's voice is fairly distinctive. Zolf, he steeples his fingers and leans towards you. It shames us, and it shames yourself, to be, he gestures to the waters that aren't going near you, in such a predicament. So it behooves both of us to find a solution to this problem. Now, given the nature of the problem, it seems that an act of faith an act of recompense. A show of dedication to your beliefs is in order, wouldn't you agree? Uh, y yes, Navigator. With that in mind, you will do two things if you expect to remain within this order and remain unpunished. Everyone strays, but it's not too difficult to bring them back if they're willing. Firstly, you will cease this incessant belief that mere sacrifice is enough to appease a lord who demands dedication. It is not that sacrifice is frowned upon. It is merely not the entirety of a belief system, Mr. Smith. Yes, Navigator. Secondly, what would you say the weather was like outside? Um, wet. <laughs> <laughs> Eloquent. <laughs> Some would say tempestuous, but wet will suffice in this situation. Would you consider the level of storm that's been happening normal? Uh, obviously not. No. Would you be surprised to learn that this has been in the case in multiple locations around the globe simultaneously? No. Were you aware of the fact that this situation has been worsening over time? Yes. Well. <laughs> he, seems, he seems a little bit, just a little bit annoyed that you happen to know something. <laughs> he didn't hide it very well. Given this, we are taking steps to investigate the situation. You will be our agent in this matter. We are given to understand that you are travelling far and wide from these shores. Uh, yes. You will collect all the information you can regarding these phenomena and attempt to find a cause, and you will report in regularly your findings. Uh, yes, okay. Finally, the situation stands that you are out of favour. We cannot very well have an agent of our own out of favour. There is a ship waiting for you at the base of these cliffs. An act of faith would go very well in redeeming yourself in the eyes of your deity. We understand you are to be travelling to Paris, is that correct? That is correct. We would suggest that taking a ship would be an excellent decision. Uh, very good advice, Navigator. Very well. Well, you're still here. He, he gestures for you to leave. I, I will leave. <laughs> <laughs> 
as you step away, obviously the waters slowly close back in on the, the place that you were stepping away from. And we'll say that you head back up the cavern stairs, all the way back to the party who have been waiting for you at the balcony, by an Aquan who's visibly shaking <laughs> with restrained anger because of the nature of the place he's in. Hey! Oh. Oh. <laughs> the one glares through the fourth wall. <laughs> you know what? At that, we'll take a break and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. What a load of trouble you've got. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Test. Test. Elias, hopefully if you hear this, it means I've found a way to record those difficult statements I was telling you about. While I hate to speak ill of the dead, the previous archivist left this place in such a dreadful mess, and even an organization with such an unusual focus as the Magnus Institute needs a well-organized archive. As you know, I've been going through trying to digitize and record audio versions, but I've been having trouble with a few of the more bizarre statements. There have been sufficient distortions as to make them utterly unintelligible. Thankfully, though, I managed to unearth this old tape recorder from storage, and these cassettes, archaic as they may be, are still better than nothing. So with that in mind, I thought I'd take it for a spin, as it were. I've taken the shortest of the problem statements, and I'm trying it here, Frankly, I wouldn't normally bother with something so fragmented, but it should be fine as a test. Statement of Jacob, no second name given, regarding God knows what. Original statement given July 15th, 2011. Statement begins. It'll get you too. You can stare all you want, make your notes and your inquiries, but all you're beholding come to nothing. When the time arrives and all is darkness and butchery, you'll wish you had stopped listening and run. Statement ends. Yes, well, you see why I wouldn't have otherwise recorded it. Not exactly something for posterity, but nonetheless, let me know if you are able to hear that correctly, Elias. If so, I think we can begin transcribing the rest of the statement. The Magnus Archives, a new weekly horror podcast by Rusty Quill, coming soon. And welcome back. So you've just rejoined the party and are about to prevent the murder of the entire party by an Aquan. <laughs> yes, uh, I reckon we could take him. <laughs> I will, I will, I'm going to roll perception. See if I notice. No, no, I am oblivious. All is well. All is well. <laughs> Two, yep. Right, um, so we, um, we need to take a ship. Have we got that? Yeah. You can hear that? Yeah. Good quizzing. Uh, we quizzed well. 
Right. Um, well, in which case, let's let's do the thing which you all just heard. Okay. Very well. Uh, I've never been on a boat. This is going to be well exciting. <laughs> looking at the aquan. See you later. He actively starts to step towards you and puts the trident into his second hand, at which point a couple of um, people who have been in the antechamber see this, rush over visibly and restrain him and begin leading him down the cabin, <laughs> saying soothing words into his ear and leading him away. Bertie, if you continue like that, I'm going to dop your pay. Uh... Hey. No! <laughs> no! That's a perfectly valid use of that word! As this happens, another person steps forward from the antechamber. This is a halfling woman, and she steps forward and is already against you guys, <laughs> having heard all of this, and begins to lead you down through a side corridor, which effectively runs around the outside of the cavern. Uh, it's in much narrower, much less grandiose, and just leads down and down and down and down. It takes a while. I will not attempt to make conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You're very wise today. Mm. You're really playing that wisdom score. Mm. Eventually, you make it to the base of these stairs. As you've been walking, the sound of the waves have been getting louder and louder and louder. Um, finally, stepping out, have you been continuing your detect magic, Hanid? Yeah, I mean, it, it only lasts three minutes, but I'll, I can recast it as many times as I like. Sure. So, as you step out, you step out into a cavern which is clearly against the sea. So, at the base of the cliffs, there is a pontoon set there with a number of ships all in dock. The thing that's fascinating to watch is there is an ambient sort of glow of decent strength magic. At the mouth of the cave, the waves are huge. They're crashing against the cliffs. It's all enormous. There is no discernible barrier, yet the second that you step within the confines of the cave, all is calm and still, and there's just the gentle up and down of the waves. So like, the ship that we're going to take is, is going out there? So yep. In the, yep. Is it only you that needs to do this? Thing, you, you can get the train if you want. We should stick together, I think. It won't be too bad, Sasha. It will be pretty bad. At that point, a particularly large wave that's higher than the cave mouth <laughs> against the side of it. I will not blame any of you. Uh, this is my fault, uh, and I'm atoning for something that I have done. If you want to take the train, take the train. Uh, well, they said that the train wasn't running for a while, didn't they? Oh dear. Oh, well. quite... Is water supposed to do that? I mean, I don't know. Is it? Is it usually? Is the ocean usually? The water is usually less cross. <laughs> <laughs> the halfling gestures down the pontoon to um, the ships. You don't know which one yet. There are varying sizes. There's some multi um, multi masters there. The cave mouth is pretty high, but um, some of them have you know removable masts and so on. There's some large ships there. So, is this going to be okay? Maybe. You, doesn't you, sound very faithy. You probably won't feel very well for a little while, Sasha, but you'll survive. And also the uh, question is my faith, so we'll see how Poseidon feels, shall we? Well, let's see which ship we're getting first. I mean, that one, for instance, will be perfectly suitable. That one, somewhat less so. You realise we're going to be restricted in size by the fact that I'm the only relevant crew member. Ah. So <laughs> the halfling leads you, and leads you for gangplank onto a large ship. Right. Multi-decked. And there are multiple crew running round. Then takes you to the lifeboat. <laughs> <laughs> Leads you across the deck. Oh, down the second gangplank. Onto... Oh, this is looking all right. This is fine. Yeah, lovely. Be, loads of <laughs> nice. 
Uh, it's just I a bucket do... with a hole in it. Yeah. <laughs> the dog could get a nice run around. I can hold him up at the front to go, I'm flying, look, you're flying. I, could, I could totally climb up that mask by just stagging dabbers, stab, stabbing daggers into it. Stagging dabbers. Name's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. stagging dabbers. How <laughs> yes. <laughs> So heading down the second gangplank, you find yourselves looking at a ship that appears to be made entirely of driftwood. It's built together. It's the shape of a small one-man boat. It has a single mast with a sail. It has a rudder. There is the space for a pair of oars and not more. You will all fit, but that's more or less the sum total of it. So if you say this is going to be okay, I'll get on the boat. But like, it's, it's, it's essentially a dinghy. It's as close to a dinghy as you're going to get and still have a sail. I've seen canoes bigger than this. Where's first class? Give me um, a knowledge <laughs> religion. Yes. Oh, uh, not great. Uh, 14. 14. You know that most of the temples to Poseidon have a ceremonial raft of some kind or another, which actually is constructed of driftwood. And its purpose is for initiations and things like that. So the fact that they're actually giving you this to do your journey in means that they're actually invested in you. They're not just giving you something that's completely expendable in the hopes that you die. Yeah, the fact that sending us out in this storm indicates... Uh... <laughs> However, nonetheless, it's it's a big ask to get it across the channel in this situation. Bertie uh, looks happy. Is this in any way magical? I mean, is this in some way like a fantastic magical boat that is in some way wonderful <laughs> and fantastically protected against that pointing at the huge waves crashing against the front of the cave? Yes. <laughs> and that was with a roll of... That was a bluff check. Yeah, it was with a roll of... Uh, 7 plus 9, 16. For once, I don't normally call for rolls in this situation, but if you want to discern whether that's the truth or not, I'll allow you to do a counter roll for once. So it's, it's, it's protected then. Right. I'm going to... Sasha wants this to be true, so she's not going to... Oh, yeah, it. yeah. I'm going to fix you all with a, a... You're not very religious, are you? No. <laughs> Didn't think so. No, there is no magical protection on that boat. <laughs> right. Just what? shut down the only hope there. Right. So, like. I am not going to lead you into a very dangerous situation under false pretenses. Votes for train! Bertie raises his hand, raises Brutal's paw. So that's two. I'll come on the boat with you, Zolf. I'll look at Hamid. Um, yeah. Well, the idea of being on that storm or having to spend the journey <laughs> <laughs> with Bertie. <laughs> Come with really? us, young lady. He'll wear a little station master's outfit. It'll be adorable. Six of one and half a dozen of the other. And all of those things are awful. Right, I think... I mean, you're going to need someone that can, you know, sneak around on a boat. <laughs> Won't you? Yeah. The, um, Where is there to hide? What are you going to hide under? I do a very good job of hiding from the situation <laughs> behind the mast. <laughs> the only thing that's on that boat that you could reasonably hide behind is possibly false hope. That's it. I'm getting the train. Bertie stomps off. Bertie's not getting on that. He is dressed in a tank. He is going to drown <laughs> in no minutes. I am, I am also quite pleased because I was thinking, plate armour rowboat. No, that ends yeah. with Bertie's death. <laughs> Right, well, see you in Paris. So the votes are in. Gardenord. Yeah, um, I'm just checking my Gardenor. swim skill. Very my well. swim is minus one. Right, I'm not going to regret this at all. I give the, I give the, uh, Bertie gives uh, Zolf the address of a hotel in Paris that is splendidly appointed that he will be staying at. You may send me a message there when you have arrived. Should we not maybe meet 
on the other side of the channel and then travel to Paris together. Would that not be a bit more sensible? We could meet in Calais. Isn't that where the train comes out? If you think you can predictably end up in Calais, then very well. <laughs> I think we'll be fine. We should be okay. I look at Hamid desperately. Yes, we'll be fine. Very right. well. well, I have no right. knowledge of hotels in Calais, so I shall meet you at the best hotel in Calais. <laughs> <laughs> you may look me up there. Mm. Okay. We'll so, race you. Well, best of luck. <laughs> you want to make a bet? <laughs> Very well, sir. I shall, I shall offer you a wager. Right. What are the stakes? Uh, your silence for three days. <laughs> <laughs> well done, that's the longest I've actually seen it. <laughs> Bertie's, Bertie's thinking, you can, you can visibly feel a bar filling up in his, in his face. <laughs> uh, very well, um, and in return, I shall ask for money. Uh, <laughs> perhaps more important, um, uh, 200 gold pieces. Very good. Done. Shake. Shake. Oh. Brutal, shakes. Uh, I'm not making a bet with Brutal. Even though, even if I made him a little riverboat gambler's outfit, especially that. If you if you make a convincing riverboat gambler outfit by the time that we arrive in Calais, uh, I will give you an extra fifty gold. Done. Shake hand. Shake ball. Shake resource ball. The halfling has watched and heard all of this. Raises an eyebrow, turns us off, and goes. This is exactly what the navigator's talking about. The race is on. Bertie stomps off. <laughs> Wait, does that make this less of a journey of faith now? No. This makes it a journey about, and I'm looking at the halfling, about managing people. She just, she just shrugs her shoulders, but he's me, and uh, walks off, pulls the gangplank, so you're now ready to cast off. Presumably, Bertie, you're off like a shot. Oh, Bertie, now, now that there's money involved, <laughs> and the possibility of a rowboat gambler's outfit for, <laughs> for Brutal. He's, he's stitching as you go. Oh, yeah, he's, he, I, he's improvising borderline racist sea shanties all the way out back through the Temple of Poseidon. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you survive getting out? I mean, that's <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. So we'll start with the majority of the party. Presumably, you cast off? Yes. Um, I will ask somebody to cast off automatically and <laughs> see how they react. I look. I get a dagger out to chop. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Right. Actually, if you two just just sit there, and uh, yeah, just sit there. Okay, I will cast off. Okay. So and you cast off. Can I get a profession sailing check to make it out of the cavern amidst the storm? Yes. Seventeen. Seventeen. You make it out of the cavern. Oh. So this small little driftwood boat. Starts pulling away first with oars just to get it out through the still waters of the um, the actual sort of harbour. Would you call it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. The pontoon. And as you're pulling away, you can see clanking up the stairs with a halfling um, chasing up behind him. Bertie effectively racing back up the way he's coming. Now a second look for you guys. <laughs> to you two. Do you think he'll make it? Do you think he'll end up in France? Yes. <laughs> Are you sure? Do you, th do you think he knows knows the way? Echoing through the cabin. <laughs> so a guy that always manages, isn't it? The question yes. is how many casualties there'll be on the way. At which yes. point oh the boat hits the first waves outside of the cave and Hold on. There's massive lurches. Can everyone apart from Zolf give me a fort save? Ooh! Perfect. Twenty. Natural twenty. 
plus my tooth. Natural 20 from Sasha. Eight. Eight from Hamid. Well, Sasha, (laughs) you know what? There was always that risk you might be seasick. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. This is great. This is brilliant. It's You'll like see a, well. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like a free ride. The salt air, the tang, the excitement of it. You feel actually like invigorated and good. I'm going to be giving you a bonus on a couple of rolls for this. Hamid? Can I welcome. climb up the ropes? Like, right, I'm starting rig- rigging. This is the sort of stuff. I mean, it's, I've got escape that natural 20, I'll allow you I've to got, climb up the mast. Yeah. Bear in mind, the mast is only about 12 foot tall. I've got really strong escape artist. I might be naturally good with ropes. Also, also considering the fact that we don't have any further away, as the boat rocks, the mast rocks exponentially more. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> like, 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 um, like in Mad Max. Yeah! Oh. So you, you, you climb to the top of the mast. I'm just going to yeah. allow without the climb check for that natural yeah. 20, and I now sat atop the mast in the middle of the storm. Hooray! Yeah. Yeah. Hamid on the other the hand. Poseidon favours me! <laughs> <laughs> Yes, cross-class into a tiny, a tiny boat in the middle of the storm is definitely the right place to risk the wrath of Poseidon. <laughs> Hamid, on the other hand, is discovering what it's like not to travel in style across the sea. Normally I, I get a little bit of seasickness, but oh dear! <laughs> As you say that, you plunge downwards about 30 feet and then immediately back up another 30 feet on the opposite Hamid side. Hamid grabs tight to the rail and leans over it, and we pan away to leave yeah. him some tread of dignity. He's done far too much vomiting in this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> As you vomit, you cast prestidigitation at it in mid-air just to evaporate it. Just turns so into it twinkles. <laughs> 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 that would vomit <laughs> That would require a concentration check. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, really would. Um, yeah. Feel free to lie down if you need to. I'll be okay. Oh, no, Does look your coat of many garments turn into like warm? Oh, it could be yeah. an anorak. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you're. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've put on a. You got a sou'wester on. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> So, last but not least, can I get a professional snail check from anyone for navigation? In order to find out where you're going. 20. Natural? No. Okay. Unnatural 20. An abomination of 20. (laughs) I just get. Roll the dice just turns a mass of tentacles. (laughs) 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 Million screaming eyes. Profession is trained only, so it means that if you had a profession, you would have that bonus, but you would only get it in that profession. So, we'll pan away. Further and further and further, disappearing Whee! into the clouds, you seeing this tiny ship amidst towering waves, breaking barely 50 feet away at the base of the cliffs. Things that could destroy huge galleons, and you're off in your little ship. And we'll cut to. Well, to very quickly describe our methodology. Oh, go for it. Um, I'm very much going with the current. I'm not trying to fight the waves, trusting effectively to Poseidon sure. uh, to not kill me horribly. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to obviously direct it in the right way, but other than that, Sure. Okay, we'll cut to Bertie. So <laughs> clang, 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 straight up through the um, through the stairs, and you make it to the antechamber. The Aquan. Um, the Aquan <laughs> is still at the top of the balcony with two people talking to him. When he sees Bertie, he starts pulling against them again, and they just keep saying, they keep they keep saying, remember your faith, remember your faith, remember your faith, remember your faith. Words are not injustice. Cheerio! Love <laughs> to see you. There we are. See you later. Off we go. Clop, 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 oh, thank goodness you're distracted by the bet, the bet so yes. you're going <laughs> on the way out. Nice place you've got here. Yeah. Oh, no! Just did, did that one and the see you later with one, but I've done that before. Ah, so. Yeah. so we'll skip ahead. You go out through the uh, yep. Gilded Metal Gates, out to the screaming moor of James Rutt. Sorry, Poseidon. Yep. Um, <laughs> you're very high up at this point. Mm-hmm. Looking down, give me a perception check. <laughs> Uh, six minus one is five. 
pretty certain they're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> so presu- oh well. presumably you're heading back oh, to... Oh, then they can't pay out. I'm sure I can claim against his estate. Never mind. Oh, no. Presumably you're heading back to Dover. Yes. So you begin to set off on your walk. Yep. We'll say it takes you a couple of hours to make it back to Dover, mm-hmm. just because of the nature of it, and it's so blustery and windy. And you're in a tank. And you're, yes. you're wearing a tank, so, you know... Well, I have armor proficiency. True, but I think on a cliffside in a yeah, storm might enough. require baby steps. Okay. So eventually you make it back to the Soggy Avenue, center of Dover. <laughs> Soggy Avenue, the central drag of Dover, Soggy Avenue. There is a river running down the middle of it. People are being escorted out of the various shops. Some shopkeepers are arguing with um, some of the, uh, the Navy soldiers and the policemen are all there helping out mm-hmm. and some of the shopkeepers are arguing saying I'm not going to leave now it took me 30 years blah 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 but the navy officers rather than the police the police are handling it quite gently actually the navy officers when someone argues too much you just see them bodily removing people and yeah, putting, taking them yeah. away but yeah it's looking down towards the dock the dock isn't there anymore mm-hmm. it's completely subsumed already and it's all a bit of a mess you also see amongst all of the police bringing people out the jailer who's yep. out on the beat wearing his hat. He looks entirely out of his depth, both figuratively and literally. Fair enough. Bertie, uh, so in terms of transport options, we have the uh, Under the Sea, the Steampunk uh, Eurotunnel. Yep, pretty yep. much. So I'm uh, heading to the Steampunk Eurotunnel rail terminal. Okay. You don't have knowledge local, do you? I do not have knowledge local. Mm. I will, well, I know that I don't have knowledge local, so <laughs> I will ask a passing pedestrian Bingo. which way to the rail terminal. That's fine. Um, we'll just skip ahead and say, you ask around. A lot of people aren't listening. They're going, oh, um, a couple of the policemen ask if you'll help with the evacuation of the street. Um, would, would Bertie <laughs> I do, do not fucking care this is, this is, Well, yeah, at the same time, though, it's an opportunity yeah. to look heroic publicly. Yeah. Um, so, high overtime. publicity. Yeah. High publicity. Um, what matters more? The look on Zolf's face when you win. Mm. Or, and money. Yeah, and money, or the... Uh, the publicity, what, what is it? I think at this point Bertie is going to, um, okay, so Bertie is going to help the police by um, intimidating people out of their homes. Um, <laughs> In one single attempt or multiple little ones? I'm, I'm going to go for, okay, one particular street I will attempt to, as it's on my way, Bertie will uh, knock on doors and be intimidating people along that street out of their homes, just basically hamming up how terrible the flood is going to be. Okay. If you do pomp and pageantry, yep. it will take you about half an hour to walk the length of this street because it takes so long per door. I will do that. I, half an hour is an acceptable okay. length of time. Then give me the roll. Okay, so... Uh, Intimidate check, plus your pomp Three and plus seven plus one is eleven. Okay, that is a poor attempt. Yep. It's insufficient for basically anyone. <laughs> Please role play me just one as a, as a sample. So bang, 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 you're at the door, someone opens it. Hello? Hello? You're about to drown. Get out. What? You're this. You see that? Points at the sea. That's the sea. It's cross. Get out. It's about to flood your house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in touch. Shush! No words. Leave. Go away. Run the sea. (laughs) Right, well, you're past helping. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Can't say you weren't warm. It's just about 20 times. (laughs) Very little change. Between, between acts. <laughs> You'd think I'd learn, but no. you think, with the wisdom of eight, I have no sense of pattern recognition. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hey, oh, did my best. Sorry, lads. Best of luck. Cut to the group on the storm. 
And I say on the storm because you're that high and feel like you're hitting the clouds. It's awful. Like, more than once you're almost capsizing. In fact, once you effectively have and you just hung on and it managed to right itself. Turns out that having a boat made of driftwood means it floats really well. Nice. But nonetheless, it is awful. How did you feel atrocious? To the point where I'm going to be doing penalties for you if you were attempting any rolls. Oh, yeah. I feel Definitely. I'm sickened. It's oh, yeah. a condition. And so, with that in mind, can everyone give me a perception check? It's really neat, really neat. Uh, yeah. Six plus eight. So, 14. 14. Well, 27. With I, rolled, I rolled a 19. I'll allow that to mitigate. Yeah. Okay. 20. 20. Uh, presumably not natural. No. Okay. So, Sasha and Zolf. You just about have a sense of where you started. Mm -hmm. However, you're fairly certain that whilst you are going across the channel, you're pretty much going sideways. The, the, the journey that you're taking is completely irrepresentative of what Zolf's doing. Um, presumably you're running around keeping it all trimmed or are you just accepting whatever happens? Uh, I'm keeping the boat afloat sure. um, and I'm trying to keep it in vaguely the right direction, but if the wave wants us to go in a certain way, it takes us there. Can sure. I give you any supporting roles? I mean, I've got, I've got yeah, I've got a lot of rope, and I have a lot of things to do you might with. Need that to lash the boat well, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell you what, if you want to try and lash the boat together, go for it. I've got acrobatics, climb, and escape artists, so surely I can tangle now, things up. Here's a here's an interesting together. one, which I have issue with in the Pathfinder system. They changed using rope and tying people up and things to be a combat manoeuvre, which I take issue with. I don't think it's particularly. I mean, to be fair, representative. I don't really have the background where I'm hugely not savvy. It's something that you need to be able to unpick. What like I'm going to do, because I disagree with the idea of rope being a combat thing. Right. Um, I'm, I'm going to fight this piece of wood. Cluedo would I'm disagree with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm very good at jumping around the boat, fetching things that you need. Cause I um, will get a dexterity check. Just so the d20 plus the dex. So 16. 16 total. Yeah. Um, useful you, you tighten up a few knots here and there. You um, add some extra layers of rope to anywhere that looks like it might be a breaking point. Let's put it this way. You're helping a lot more than you're hindering, and that's no small feat. However, as time passes, and we're talking at first like a few minutes, and it just stretches on and on and on. Zolf, to your practice eye, you know you are taking a pretty random route. You're yep. just awash at this point. Anything you did was different. However, I would just focus on keeping the boat up. The wind gets stronger and stronger and stronger to the point where the ship is tipping based on the wind never mind based on the um based on the waves the waves are huge towering huge i'm gonna tie ham into a big bit of driftwood just so that he, he doesn't get blown over if you want to do that i will get you to do another check it will require a dc 10 check just to move and not get blown overboard with the strength of the wind Oh, right, okay, so... So at this point, doing anything apart from literally just holding on is going to be doing checks not to get blown straight over Harris, just by the wind. you all right? I, I'm okay, okay, yeah. Uh, uh, For you, Hamid, being small, it's the, there yeah. are a couple of moments where you're holding the side and your arms and legs are quite literally almost wanting to blow over right. the side. Yeah, all, all I'm doing is holding on. That's literally yeah. all I've done since. Right. I, I, I want to sure. go yeah. around the boat and then tie him to the boat because I see that and I don't want him to fly off. Um, in which case, I'll require a strength check to get to him and then the dex check to tie him off. Okay. 
Oh, 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 oh. A natural oh, one, and natural. my strength check is minus one. Natural one on the strength Getting check. Getting the railway with the little riverboat gambler isn't seeing like such a bad <laughs> idea now, no, I'm it? still feeling very well. Okay. I'm just probably feeling well and quite a long way from the boat. You start now. climbing a huge wave, a massive, massive wave, and the wind actually starts to die down. You see a moment, and you start stepping across the boat, still holding onto the mast, you're not being an idiot, and as you crest the wave, the full force of the wind hits you, it instantly catches in your leather coat, your fingers slip off from the mast, and you are gone, like a shot gone, straight over the side. Ah. Hamid and Zolf, give me a perception check. Nat 20. 17, but obviously still with my second penalties. Yeah. Hamid, you basically see Sasha reaching out with a rope to help you out, with a sort of comforting smile on the face, gone. Yeah. Gone, instantly, snapped away, you've no idea where. I swear, <laughs> <laughs> emphatically. Zolf. You, and then vomit again. You <laughs> manage to keep an eye on where she lands in the water, but it's a good distance, as in, it's more than just reaching an arm out, she's a significant distance. She was bodily carried away. As a sailor, presumably you would drop the sail at this point. Like That's the wind what I'm is, about to yeah. do. Are you, <laughs> people may not be able to see on the podcast, but I raised my hand at that point to, con- to, to indicate that I was speaking out of character because Bryn has sailing knowledge, but Hamid does not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sasha's overboard. Um, Hamid is picking up. Hamid's basically incapacitated. I. Bertie's failing to bully people. Yes. <laughs> what do you do, Zolf? What do you do? Um, <laughs> I, uh, in desperation, uh, grab. A- Tell you what, tell me next week. Oh! <laughs> splashes, splashes, splashes. <laughs> oh, it's all gone a bit dramatic. Yeah. Well, that's that's a fun one. And finally, the first time we've split the party significantly. Mm. Oh, one of you's going to have to get so lost. That's the rule. One of us already is pretty <laughs> lost. <laughs> Basically drowning. Yeah. I've got minus one swim check and I don't know what I'm doing. This is your first time on the open sea and yes. you're nearly drowning. Yes. So I can't help but feel that might inculcate some sort of long-term phobia. I'm quite or, I'm quite a hard time. Or mm. a, a, a new career as an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. <laughs> new next, career. Next base jumping in a tornado. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Well, depending how it goes, there may be an opening at the uh, Temple of Poseidon for a new follower. Yep. Or, yeah. or I might need to write up a new character. Yeah. They're yeah. all options. They're yeah. all options. We'll uh, come back next week and we hope that you tune in too. So until that week... <laughs> I hope that I get to tune in as well. <laughs> yeah. Tune in! Yeah! Oh. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill, or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. Base, base, why have I got no base? Buttery biscuit base, 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 base,
Are we all quite finished? Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I'll take wonders! Yes. Uh, can I just say that your introduction there was the most disappointing drop I've ever heard. Carry on. got the tape. Green tape. Cheers. Tape, tape, tape. Tape, tape. See, the problem is now you're, you're now you're just playing up. You're just playing up for the bloopers. They're all blooper hogs. That's what's happening. I'm not playing up for the bloopers. Oh, I fell over! Oh! <laughs> oh, God, everyone! Yeah! His head's come off the top of his neck. Oh, oh! And it's landed face first into this pie. Oh! <laughs> oh, spinal cord in the face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like to think our normal comedy is of a higher level than yeah. this. So what he has mm. is webbed hands, webbed feet, gills on the neck. From Norfolk. Um, <laughs> hey. Well, we're in broadly the south. We um, are not okay. anywhere close to Norfolk. Not really. No, not really. No, slightly. He's, well, he's a bit of a fish out of water. No. Uh, um, which would make me a... What's just below a bosun? <sighs> A sub-boatsman. <laughs> huh? It's just the sun. It's yeah. just the sun. Uh, a lifeboatsman. Because if you're evacuated, <laughs> you're a boatsman. Uh, cabin boy, is that your rank? I don't, th- I don't think they'd have a rank in the church called cabin boy, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone spelled woe period begone wherever you listen to podcasts or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts have fun and see you later